Welcome to the Deepers Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And this week, we're going to be talking about the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th, as well as our thoughts on uh, some of the other movies as well, just for fun. Because, I mean, come on, this episode's coming out on Friday the 13th. So grab your shortest shorts, your whistles... And your big old titties, because we're in for a wet, hot summer, bitch. Mm. Well, listeners, um, like Jess said, we are going to be doing the Friday the 13th remake, which um, I'm just going to start off by saying is one of my favorite remakes, honestly. Okay, I think it's pretty good. It's a very, very horny movie. Oh my god, yeah, but this is a very horny horny. franchise. That's true. This whole franchise is horny. That's like, there are several things in this movie specifically that I'm like, this feels so on brand for this franchise. I love Jason. I do. But, like, it go, going back through those movies, they're horny, they're booby, they're sexy. It's a bunch of sexy teens getting... I mean, the Friday the 13th franchise is what made all of those, like, uh, like tropes about slasher movies that people are like, oh, my God, all slasher movies are booby, and it's just a bunch of teenagers getting killed. It's like, no, that's the Friday the 13th franchise, though, for sure. Absolutely. And it made everyone... Because it was so big. Jason's one of the most known horror characters of all time. Yeah. Even people who don't know horror, I mean, you know a few people. Like the guy in the hockey mask. Yeah. Exactly. And it's most people say the guy in the hockey mask with the chainsaw, but he has never wielded a chainsaw that is a machete man. It's like it's been a thing. I mean even Simpsons references it when like Homer runs and he's like, hey bro, look at my new hockey mask and my new chainsaw Well, do you think that's just for humor? Because you know the writers of The Simpsons have to do a lot of research. Yes, but but that was just part of the zeitgeist was like people just, oh, it was the guy with the chainsaw and the hockey mask. And they just like, but the only time a chainsaw is used in the Friday franchise is against Jason. Somebody like chainsaws him with a chainsaw. Um, But he never wields one. He is a machete man. And, you know, we do, we of course call him a machete man because he does usually have his, uh, his, of course, the machete is his weapon of choice, but he is one of the more creative uh, killers out there because he he does have, like, the franchise as a whole has some really creative kills. Absolutely. Michael is a stabbing man. Michael is stabbing or, Stalking I think. and stabbing. And maybe, I think, breaking necks sometimes, but Jason's got some, I mean, he's got some great kills. He really does. Even Freddy, like, Freddy will sometimes have fun, but that's not what the franchise is really about. I feel like Jason really is about... His kills. And this is the scariest Jason. He runs full speed. Oh, he's fast. It And he's huge. Oh my god, he's so big. Played by Derek Mears. Who I love. He's amazing. He does such a good job. Of course, Kane Hodder will always be my Jason. Mm-hmm. Forever and ever. Um, But yeah, he does a great job. This is a pretty, like, good cast for this time. 2009, like, this is... These are 2009 people. Obviously, our lead here is Jared Padalecki from... Supernatural, which is my favorite fucking TV show of all time. Come at me. Still haven't seen it. It's so good. Um, But yeah, I love him. He plays Sam, of course. We've got Danielle Panabaker, who I feel like was just an early 2000s it girl. Um, She's wearing a jean miniskirt this whole movie. I like that you're going to go hiking in a miniskirt. 
they skipped right over her on that motorcycle because how the fuck did she get on that thing in that fucking miniskirt? Coochie out. Coochie and asshole out. Just flapping in the wind, man. (laughs) Um, Pussy flapping. Pussy flapping. (laughs) But she, uh... Yeah, she's doing her thing in this movie. Amanda Rigetti, I don't really know her from anything, but she plays Whitney. Um, and then we've just got a bunch of, like, people that, like, I recognize, kind of, their faces, but I didn't really know their names. Like, um, Aaron Yu, he's in a bunch of things. He plays Chewy. I think he's hilarious in this movie. He was movie. in Disturbia. Yes. Thank you. He was in Disturbia. I think um, Arlen, Arlen Escarpetta plays Lawrence. Um, who is of like the only black guy in this movie? Um, I I was, was hilarious. I did too. He, him and Chewie are the only characters I actually like in the movie. But I kept when I was watching it, I was like, "Is that Texas Battle?" And it's not, because I was thinking it was the guy from the third um, Final Destination. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. Those are different people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh, but this guy is in. This guy is in the final Final Destination, fifth, uh, the fifth Final Destination. Okay, yeah. That's yep, where yep. I recognize him. Okay, so, yeah, just people that are in, like, little roles elsewhere. Ben Feldman, um, he was in As Above, So Below, which I really liked. Um, he was in Cloverfield. He's the, like, shitty, horny guy from the very beginning. <gasps> yep. Um, who gets caught in a bear trap. You and know, then can't get out of... I know. Here's the thing about a bear trap. <laughs> When a bear gets caught in a bear trap, it can't get out because it doesn't have thumbs, thumbs and it doesn't know how it works. If a person gets caught in a bear trap, there's a release. You just, not saying you can walk away easily, but you can get out of it. Yeah, he was like trying to pull his fucking ankle off. I'm like, bro. And like trying to pry it apart with, no, hit the release, dumbass. If it's strong enough to trap a bear, dude, you have no chance. Press the fucking release. Yeah, literally. <laughs> what I thought was really cool about this movie was that it basically had two intros. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really fun mm-hmm. um, because we get the first little intro where we get an introduction to this movie's Pamela Voorhees. It's basically um, the entire first movie yeah. as a black and white flashback. Yep. So that's, you know, set in the uh, 1980. Yep. Um, um, so we get a new Pamela Voorhees. We get a new, she's, I assume she's like in the vein of Alice, our first final girl. Um, another head chopping. Sorry, Pamela. Yes. And um, she was my wife, wasn't she? Yes. You, get killed by. She, you did marry her. You did. And my wife's dead again. No. Can't keep him alive for shit. <laughs> Just widow after widow. I'm, um, I'm devastated. That's one of the things that I, that like I, one of the reasons that I hold this remake in such high regards like yeah it's not a perfect movie but it does something different. It doesn't just remake the first movie. It actually takes like the first four movies and condenses all the best stuff in them down to one film and it like because like i love friday the 13th but a lot of those movies are kind of boring especially the first few it's just the same it's a lot of the same um and we are going to talk about some of the sequels later you know obviously they do get a little different with jason x and our freddy versus (laughs) jason and things like that but um that's what i really like about because yeah you get that whole first movie basically in a little black and white flashback and then we get to what is a what is actually a cold open that lasts like twenty fucking minutes? Yeah, um, which is insane, and I love it. I do too. I really enjoy that about this movie because you think these are our main characters, this is our main storyline, and then all of a sudden they're all dead. Flash to title card, which we'll go through it, but and then you're like, oh shit, that was just a cold open. Yeah, this movie's like a third of the way done. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I loved it though. Yes. 
Um, yeah, I was really annoyed when the dorky guy with the GPS was, like, yes. using a fucking glow stick to find his way around. Yeah. It's Bro, not a flashlight. You don't have a flashlight? It's not a flashlight. Why don't you have a fucking flashlight? You're also, camping. Also, glow sticks don't glow that Like, you cannot use that to... You're just lighting your own face. You can't see anything with that glow stick. Like, that's what they give you when you go to a fucking haunted house. Yes. And they're like, it's dark out there, don't trip. Yep. I wrote... <laughs> so you um, have to sign waivers to do. Right. I wrote, these characters suck and this horny ass couple needs to calm the fuck down. Because within, like, the first two minutes of meeting them, this these two people were like, oh, does daddy want that? Daddy like it? And it's like... I was like... You're in a group of people. That's what I said. I was like, that's not really, like, out loud in a friend setting kind of you know how, i'm not kink shaming how is all, anyone but, friends with you yeah. if you say that shit out loud yeah that's why i wrote such a horny movie yes um but pbr shout out to pbr because he's like nah this is all american and i'm like yeah we I love fucking PBR. love pbr i'm so trash well <laughs> we we get this group of shitty teenagers who are looking for pot uh-huh they heard about a um, big field of pot that is apparently people know about, but no one knows who owns it, and people can steal from it. So obviously we love that. Yep. Um, but to die while searching for pot, what a sad way to go. Oh, so sad. They didn't even get to smoke it. I know. Um, but so, someone got smoked. Yeah. So <laughs> not only is uh, the are these characters just... <clears throat> and the... the um, wardrobe just telling you, hey, this movie's from 2009. They're slinging around the R word like it's 2009. Yeah, I was, it, it makes me cringe every time I hear it. Every time I'm like, wow, <laughs> yeah, this way yep. to date yourself. Yep. Whew. <sighs> um, we get an introduction to one of the most bland final girls I have ever known, um, Whitney, who is just a nothing, just a big nothing. Yeah. She's just Jared Padalecki's sister. That's her whole entire personality trait in this movie. She gets to do nothing. And the entire movie is about finding her. You know? And she's our final girl. Daniel Panabaker dies! I know. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I wish... I kind of wish she would have died. Like, I get that, like, Jared Padalecki would have been really sad because his whole thing was finding his sister. But, like, we knew Daniel Panabaker's character. We knew Jenna. Whatever. Anyway. We'll get to her... Uh, death later because they had some she was supposed to live a little bit longer and I wish Ooh, it would have happened. Yeah. But because of fucking budget constraints. God damn. God damn budgets. Give horror movies big budgets. And the thing is Michael Bay was the producer of this movie. Oh, Motherfucker had you have so much money. Also um, let me just call out the director uh, Marcus Nispel because he also directed the Texas Chainsaw remake from 2003. With Jennifer Beale? Yes, which I'm I hated. Jessica Beale. Sorry, I said Jennifer Beale. I hated it. That's my name. I should know that. I didn't love it either. Yeah. It just, like, part of it is it lost everything that the original Texas Chainsaw was actually good about it. Um, it had some decent gore. Arlie Ermy was great. But also, um, the first... The first six times I watched that movie, um, I thought, oh, this is just like a Texas Chainsaw set in 2010. No, it's apparently still set in the 70s, but Jessica Biel just has the most 2010 face of all time. What the actual fuck? She does not look like a 70s girl, and they don't dress her like a 70s girl. No. And so I just assumed it was set in the 2000s. Well, that's annoying. Whatever. I never knew that. Anyway. Well, I just want to say they're like walking around this like... Everybody's kind of splitting up. They're either fucking or they're searching for pot, doing their thing. 
And um, Whitney and her boyfriend, I don't even remember his name. I don't even. They die. It doesn't matter. He's so not important. They, like, took this fucking um, locket from this creepy house. And I was like, that's how you get cursed. Yes, that is how curses. You want to get cursed because that's how you get cursed. <laughs> right. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. And like, he's like, oh, it looks like you. You should keep it. Oh, my God. And but like, also, like, ooh, we're going to use that later for sure. 100%. <laughs> Script drop. But Jason is, like, underneath the floors, and he's, like, stabbing up with the machete at Honestly them. terrifying. It is really scary. This, yeah. Her boyfriend is getting fucked up And then this. he, like, pulls him down through the floor into what looks like hell. Yeah. Like, it's honestly pretty fucking scary, because yep. the boyfriend's just like, run! <laughs> like, oh, God. And, uh... Yeah, I wrote... Oh, because at one point, one of the guys, the nerdy guy, like, actually finds the weed... And I, I wrote, is that Jason's weed? Whose weed is this? Because, like, even the mannequin kid, kid later is like, yeah, I found this weed out in the thing, blah, 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 this pasture. You want to buy some weed? It's like, first of all, yes, I do want to buy some weed. Second of all, is that is Jason out there growing weed? Who the fuck's weed is this? Because it's not the old guy that that guy works for because he'd know it was that guy's weed. It's not the old lady's weed. I don't think she's growing weed. I feel like it's Jason's weed. And that's why he's pissed, because these teenagers keep he's coming in. his fucking weed. And his mom's locket. Like, this is essentially a home invasion movie, <laughs> much like the original Texas Chainsaw. Oh, Jesus. He, he is defending his territory. I mean, I defend my weed, too. Also, right. that guy was so stupid. Why would you tell someone, like... Yeah, man, I found a bunch of weed because then I'm gonna go look for it, and I'm then it's go, my weed. And now. then I, yeah, and then I have free weed. I'm not, I'm not buying buy your weed, weed from you no. when I can literally. You could have just said, "Hey, I got some weed. You want to buy it? It's really good." Though he's not the smartest. Um, no, person. he fucked a mannequin. We'll get to him. Oh God, we'll get to him. So, oh yeah, I wrote because uh, so Whitney and her boyfriend are off walking around, and he's like, "Oh, look at this house. I bet there's some cool shit in it. Like what? Meth? Raccoon shit?" Homeless Tetanus or house unhoused unhoused people like might live there. Well, yeah, but like, what cool shit are you gonna find? Yeah, I I can think of nothing. There's some, gonna be some cool like you're gonna get tetanus. That's what you're gonna get, dumbass. Truly, um, but then again, dialogue has never been a strong suit of this franchise. <laughs> like in what was it the second one or something where that girl's just walking around the house? Jerry's dead. He's Dead and she oh my god. Anyway, I I hate this franchise and I love it at the same time. Truly. Um anyway. so we cut to six weeks later. Oh no, well, so we did skip over one of my favorite deaths in this entire franchise. So oh my god, I forgot You're he's so right. murdering You're so right. the fuck out of all of these teenagers. Is it Amanda? Yes. He oh. strings Amanda up in her fucking sleeping uh thing, sleep sleeping bag. Toast. Over the fucking fire. Just Toast her like a fucking marshmallow, like a dude. Goddamn. And she just flops out of that bag like a fucking fish. She's, she's, she just, blah, blah, blah. like, burning to death would be one of the most painful fucking deaths. One of the most, also, how did, unzip yourself out of the bag, ma'am. She was upside down. I feel like it's easier said than done. Yeah, you're right. But also, her boyfriend's a fucking idiot and couldn't, couldn't get himself out of a bear trap, so. That's true. I don't think he would have been much help anyways, even if he did. Yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I do really love that. He gets uh, the machete in the head. Really good one. And then, yeah, of course, he's running toward Whitney, and he, like, goes to bring down the machete, and then we cut to title card, and everybody's like, what the fuck? That was a cold open. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I really, truly love it. 
Um, oh, and we do get a little nod to the original Friday the 13th when they're walking through the house because we get all these, uh, like, whistles hanging down, camp counselor whistles. Oh, yep. 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 There's a lot of nods to uh, different things throughout the franchise. So Love that. Um, oh, yeah. So then we meet our actual main characters. Yes. Uh, and it's six weeks later mm-hmm. after this incident that we just saw, the cold open. And I wrote, oh, great, more shitty characters. I wrote, Trent is a douche. Oh, the worst. Um, I said, can you stop talking about your missing sister? I'm in a hurry. Literally, fuck your sister. Because Jared Padalecki's standing at the counter like, hey, can I put these flyers up? And Trent's behind him like, are you going to fucking buy something, dude? You've been standing there forever. Like, he's, his sister is missing, you piece of fucking shit. Yeah. And, of course, I, I hate the trope in horror movies. And I guess it... It is kind of true to real life where the girlfriend's like, hey, sorry my boyfriend's a dick, but, like, he's still my boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, they still stay with him, but I guess that does happen. Seriously, break up with him. Break up with your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, because he sucks. Also, because, yeah, that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. um. So, you know, we get this scene. They're getting some stuff for their road trip. They're going to Trent's. His dad owns a cabin. Yeah. Um, and it's apparently super fancy and nobody's allowed to fucking do anything there. I mean, the kid's driving like a fucking Escalade. Of course he's rich. Yeah. He got, he got that, um, he got that old money. (laughs) Ye old money. Um, yeah. And then, so Jared Padalecki is like driving away, uh, on his little motorcycle because he's looking around this little town for his sister because, uh, there's like a little side plot of like. Um, the sister had been taking care of their mother because their mother was dying of cancer. The mom died and the sister didn't show up for the funeral, of course. So Jared Padalecki's like, of course, my sister would show up. I know she's missing. Like, I, I'm gonna go looking for it. And this cop is pissed about it for some reason. Yeah, he's, he's like, like the sheriff. Yeah, he's like, why are you, like, we all looked, blah, blah, blah. And he she says, ran off with her boyfriend. He literally says, well, she probably just ran off. But then two minutes later says, well, the rest of the families are looking for some, looking somewhere else you should too. So you're admitting that there are six families looking for missing children, but you just assume they ran off together? No, every single one of these families is missing a fucking 19-year-old. I fucking cannot. Whatever. I know. I wrote the same thing. Fucking dumbass cops. A cab, motherfuckers. Amen. A cab, amen. She, um, he goes uh, to the old lady's house. This is such a fucking trailer moment. I don't even, I barely remember this trailer, but I remember this line from the trailer. Because he goes up and he's like, oh, I'm looking for my missing sister. And she goes, she ain't missing, she's dead. Such a trailer line. I remember that shit. And I wrote down, um, she said, people want to be left alone. So does he. People around here want to be left alone. So does he. And that. And I, he's like, who's he? Who's he? And she's like, door shut in the face. Bye. Um, she's and, got a mean looking dog, but I would still pet him. Oh, I want to pet that dog. I would kiss his little. A lot. His little mean snoot. If you have a puppy that needs kisses, you may be entitled to um, kiss compensation from me. From the whole Deepers Creepers crew? Yes, from the entire Deepers Creepers crew. Uh, send us pictures of your dogs and we will uh, kiss our screens. Yes. Right where their snoot is. Mm-hmm. Right on the snoot. Yep, it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, what were we talking about? I wrote all men are garbage except Clay. <laughs> all the men in this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, Clay is just the, he's, first of all, Jared Padalecki is a very attractive man. And he is also super fucking tall. Oh, just a tall drink of water. Just, he's like 6'7". 
tan. Is he really? Yeah. He's He's huge. tan and... And his on, skin looks so soft. And in fucking Supernatural, they're always filming in Canada, so the boys always have long sleeves on, so you rarely get to see Jared Padalecki's arms. And he is just t-shirting it up this whole movie, and I was just very, very grateful for those biceps. Oh, me too. Honestly. Was, and those like, shoulders, like... I was like, God, I wish I was your bless. sister. Yeah. <laughs> You're my sister. You're my sister. <laughs> Our next movie we're covering is Joe Dirt. <laughs> No, Joe Dirt 2, because that's clearly a horror movie. Oh, God. It's awful. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't see it. I just know. Um. Well, anyways, we get the scene where he goes and talks to the inbred dude, whatever. Oh, I said my... inbred man who fucks the mannequin. He's yes. probably just a redneck fuck. But... I wrote mannequin guy because he fucked a mannequin. Creepy inbred who fucks mannequin gets cooped. Cute. Um, and it is a good kill, uh, but yeah, he even mentioned someone's been stealing kerosene, because mm-hmm. when Jeff and I were watching it last night, he was like, how does he have lights all over that house? I was like, well, he has a fucking generator, because this movie's Jason is not an, like, monster, supernatural, you know, mongoloid from the sewers who's been, you know what I mean? The, what was it, Jason 6 or whatever with the... <sighs> The, the toxic waste coming through the sewers. Jason anyway. 16. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, in this movie, he is a survivalist. Mm-hmm. Like, he is just a man who has been on his own. He's got fucking booby traps up, and he is just he's surviving. A, he's a marksman. Yeah. He's, oh he's my God, great with yeah. a bow and arrow. And so, yeah, I mean, he steals these people's kerosene, and he's got a whole setup, you know? Yeah. So that's, and I, so I kind of liked that line where he's like, yeah, someone's been fucking stealing kerosene. Yeah, and apparently he smokes a whole bunch of pot. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he'd be growing it, man. Um, so we cut back. Uh, well, Jason gets his mask because in the beginning of the movie, he is wearing the like burlap sack situation from basically the second movie. Yes, um, which is awesome because then and also I love that any, reference. Uh, yes, um, if anybody ever, if you're ever in a trivia or anything, and you have to know which movie that Jason got his hockey mask in, it's the third one. It's the fucking third one. Just in case you ever need to know that information. So yeah, he gets uh, his hockey mask. Um, I do like that they put the little um, cheek marks back on it because some of the later ones don't have that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a. I think he's got a good um, design for Jason. I think he's very threatening and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his face design. I think some of them are like the. Um, I think it's the Freddy vs. Jason one where he's got that, like, sad, droopy eye. I didn't really like that design very much. Yeah, no. His his creature face in this one was real terrifying. Real scary. Um, but we cut back to... <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. But You're fine. When uh, Jason goes to kill the mannequin guy and he pulls the sack off, and the guy goes, that shit ain't right, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, you Jason's have room face. to talk. <laughs> like, you have room to talk. You were just making... We were whispering sweet nothings to a fucking mannequin. About how she took your virginity. And you licked a magazine very, like, seconds before that. Everybody in this movie just wants to jack the fuck off. Which, like, do that, but, like, whatever. Okay, I also also said, tell me if you feel the same. Do all, all men in horror movies that are jacking off have to have a visual? Yes. Use your imagination. 
You don't need to look at a woman in a yellow sweater and good housekeeping. Oh my god, you don't have any memories to go off of at all. You men do men not have an imagination? I get wanting to use porn if you have it at your fingertips, but if you have to jack off, if you are so horned up that you have to do it, first of all, go to a bathroom. Don't do it in your fucking friend's living room. You fucking animal. So weird. Second of all. Once you get to the bathroom, just use your imagination. I mean, think of any girl you've ever fucked. Think of any pocket pussy you've ever fucked, for Christ's sake. Think of a celebrity and just picture fucking them. Think of a pie. Like, it's not that hard to just, like, like, you just have to use this mom in this Sears catalog. Like, no. Now this magazine's all sticky and someone, his dad or mom's gonna go look at it later and be like, Oh no. I want the pages come apart. Oh Jesus. I just really wanted this sweater and now it's covered in cum. Ugh. Well yeah, that was my point. I was like, why do men always need a visual to masturbate? I don't get it. In movies. I don't know if, I mean, you guys chime in. If that's you in real life, let us know. I mean, that's fine, but like also get an imagination. (laughs) Right. Grow up. (laughs) So we um, then cut back to the spoiled-ass fucking kids at this cabin. Yeah, Home and... Homeboys being a douche. Yeah. Trent. Um, and then I don't know what the two blonde couple, the blonde couple, the other blonde guy and his girlfriend... They took... Um, they go out on the boat. Which he told them specifically not to do. And the guy's like, what does it say about me that as soon as he told me not to, I was going to do it? And I'm like, it says you're, you're a fucking asshole. And she's like, it says you're a sociopath. What does it say about me that I find it hot? It says that you're badly written characters. To- terrible. That And that bitch... Okay, so he gets shot in the head by an arrow while Great they're shot. on the boat. She Love just got done moment. wakeboarding. She flew off, you know. He was supposed to come around and get her. I would wakeboard topless. I would wakeboard like a- because I'm almost 30 and I don't have that good of insurance. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally yeah, fair. you can catch me on a tube maybe, but like I do love. I'm tubing. gonna be sitting on the boat, lounging, drinking a beer. Please yeah. don't, please don't put me in physical harm's way. Yes. Um. So she gets got with the machete in the head underneath because she like swims underneath the um, dock. Well, she but gets her, hit by the boat first. Yes, she does. Which I was like, she would not have survived that. Mm. She would have concussed and drowned. She would have been so disoriented. She, I mean, she could have, but here's the thing. That that's why, that's why I wish they would have done her original death because originally in the script that they wrote, she was supposed to get hit by the boat and like wade in the water and Jason was just supposed to stand there and she was supposed to, it was like going to fade into the evening and she's been waiting for so long that she ends up drowning from exhaustion. And I think that's so much scarier for I this guy know. to just be standing there and you can't do anything about it and you're just like treading water for so long you get so tired you just drown yeah but they didn't have time and budget constraints so they decided to get one last tit shot in and pull her up out of the water so you can see her boobs again it's a really funny shot though it is funny but she also cross-eyed she, she got the machete right in the top of her head through the dock she does yeah but yeah titties more titties mm-hmm. i mean they're stupendous titties but <laughs> no she doesn't have the stupendous titties all the titties in this movie are stupid. It's true. I mean, I guess so. But whatever. Um, later we see Jason carrying a corpse um, back to his own home. Jess? Yes? Why did he carry the corpse back? Why did he carry it back? Mm-hmm. To, to see what's on the other side? 
Is it like a chicken? No, I need to know the answer. Why did he, is he eating them? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Because why did he, why did he bring the corpse with him? The headless corpse of that guy? Probably because he's burning them to hide evidence. Why would he need to hide evidence? Because there are people out there looking for their family members. Mm. He's trying to live his peaceful little fucking life. Also, okay, so here's my my, my other question. My big question. For? Yes. My big question about the movie. What the fuck is the story here? Because the original franchise um, doesn't make sense. Because, so the first movie is all about Pamela Voorhees. She's like, my son drowned and died, and now I'm mad at all these teenagers, so anybody that comes to this camp, I'm going to murder them because this camp needs to be shut down because my son died and no one needs to be here, and I'm mad and blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So then there's that weird jump scare at the end of the movie that may have happened, may not have happened, where Jason's a little boy and he comes up and, you know, kills, or almost gets Alice. Okay, second movie, Jason is now an adult, but he's alive, but not really. So, like, the rest of that franchise almost makes sense because he could have just kind of come back in the wake of his mom's vengeance. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. kind of thing. This movie, it all in the same moment, his mom is like, you let him drown and blah, 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 and now I'm going to kill you, and then gets her head chopped off. But Jason's just sitting off to the side watching it. So, what is the story here? Yeah, did, did, did you she pull his dead body out? Did like, you how... think that he died, but he was just hiding in the woods? I was did thinking she this too. think, did she, or was it supposed to be like, and if this is the case, they should have made it more obvious, that he almost drowned, and so she was upset about it and going to kill all the kids that almost let him drown in the lake. Right. But it's like, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense, because it's like your son was sitting five feet away from you. Why are you upset? Yeah. He's not dead. He's right there. He watched you get deaded. Because that's like his whole thing, is he watched his mom get beheaded, and now he's like a crazy inbred mountain man, you know? And yeah. I don't know. This movie makes no fucking sense. That is a really good point, though. I was thinking that, too, because I was like... What, it, I mean, it's, I, it's what was not, Pamela, like, supernatural. Yeah, what's, what's Pamela, what was Pamela Voorhees's, um, like, reasoning at the beginning of this movie? I get it for being, like, upset that your kid almost drowned, but, like... Make that more obvious if it's the almost drowning, because when they... Yeah, and, like, we need more that shows, like, maybe she just was, like, one fucking bad thing away from a full mental break. Yeah. We just didn't get enough of that to it provide just, us a, a strong storyline. It very much implies at the beginning, oh, this is the story you know. She's mad because her son's dead, so she's getting revenge. But then the son's right there. It's like, no, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyway, we can move on from that, but... <laughs> I agree with you, though. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay. I was picking this movie apart more than I thought that I would because I've seen it before and I really liked it. Um, and I'm not saying I don't like it, but it's one of those things where when you sit down... And you're, and taking, you're, notes you're taking notes. You kind it's hard not it to yeah. it's hard not to pick it apart. Yeah. But I still like it. I'd like to clarify that. Yes. But um, I wasn't mad that so many people died because they all sucked. Yes. So now we get the reveal that Whitney is still alive. Um, which I forgot for Me a long too. time that that I was like. She was the, too. Well, I remember that she was alive, but I kind of forgot that that was a reveal. That Maybe like we really thought she died. Girls, not yes. his sister. Oh my god, that'd be He's hilarious. Like, my fucking sister. She's dead. Well, you can stay down here, bitch. Oh my god, like in Taken, when he finds the girl's friend and then just like lets her die, basically, once she, she's, he's like, where the fuck's my daughter? And then the friend dies and is never heard, like, never spoken of again. Anyway. Don't you talk about Liam Neeson. Fuck Liam Neeson. (gasps) 
What? Fuck Liam Neeson. He is a piece of shit. What? Is there something I don't know? I don't know. Did you not see the interview where he said, uh, so he had a friend that was raped by a black man. Oh, God. And he was upset about it. So he walked around London for two weeks looking for a black man to um, start a fight with him so he could murder them. And then he, in this interview, admits all this and says, I realized that that was wrong, so um, I didn't do it. No, he's a giant piece of shit. I can't fucking stand Liam Neeson. Fuck that guy. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I know. I'm sorry. Big old piece of shit. He's also a huge asshole in real life and on set. I'm sorry. Taken was a good movie. Craig on chin. Not like this. (laughs) Not like this. God damn it. Anyways, now I'm sad. Dude, it happens to so the rest of the many celebrities, man. I keep fucking... Anyway, this movie Growing turns... up means watching your heroes turn human in front of you. Mm. I know. That's my the... mommy's my hero. That's I don't the Wonder care. Years lyrics. It's very sad pop punk. Anyways. <clears throat> this movie turns into a porno now because... Clay, no, not Clay, Trent and the friend, the blonde friend, the other, the living one, go upstairs and they start fucking Brie. And it is a very intense sex scene. Like, very, wow. Like, she's filming it and he's just like, you have perfect nipple placement, baby. Like Your tits are stupendous. Stupendous. And, like, it is an actual fucking porno. It truly is. Truly. Um, Which I am going to bring up. I don't know. Okay, so... Jared Padalecki in this movie, obviously, Supernatural. The other brother of Supernatural, Jensen Ackles. Like, the year after this one came out, or maybe two years later, I can't remember, made Bloody Valentine, My Bloody Valentine, which was another remake. Um, This is the far superior remake. The My Bloody Valentine remake sucked ball sacks, but there was also a big porno scene in that where they're also videotaping, and it's, like, very intense. And I'm just like, why did the boys do this? Um, Jared Padalecki was also in House of Wax, and I love House of Wax. I but love it's House terrible. of Wax. So I bad. love it. It's so, but it's got Paris. But it's in oh, it. I love Paris. Oh my I god, fucking Chad Michael Murray. I was a One Tree Hill gal. Okay, so that's like, amazing. I fucking love Paris Hilton. Um, Puss. A little while ago on Facebook, she shared um her cooking set. Paris Hilton's new cookware set. I want oh it so god, bad. Me too. It is so pink and so pretty. It's pe- <sighs> it's got Pepto Bimbo written all over it. If anybody hears this and wants to send me that, um, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I will add it to my Amazon wish list, and you can buy it for me. And I will benefit by using it when I come over. Yes. Um, or you can just send two. That's even better. Yes. Um, so anyway, we I get to... pink knives. Yes. <laughs> um, we also... we So we get to the p- part where they're, like, fucking. And Jenna goes upstairs and knocks on the door and, like, knows that they're fucking. And it is never mentioned. I was literally, like, how is she... How are you gonna... You hear them fucking. They were not trying to hide it. No. He was just... He was, like, ignore her. Go the fuck away, dude, babe. Like, and she was we're just... busy. Like, like, I get... Oh, oh, I get oh. that she's like, more worried about the killer outside, but also, wouldn't you be like, dude, are you fucking my friend in there? Or, like, wouldn't she be, like, to her friend Brie, like, are you fucking my boyfriend? Like, what is happening right now? Like, I, I get there's someone... I motherfucking door down. Yeah. You would see... Oh, I would go would in there and I'd fly open a window and be like, Jason, they're in here, and then lock them in. Oh, I probably would. Like, bye. I would, uh, kill them and then blame it on Jason yeah. if I survived, because I would, I would be seeing red. I mean, she's obviously over this relationship. 
You know what I mean? Like True, but that doesn't mean that your friend gets to fuck Because, yeah, then boyfriend. immediately the boyfriend comes out and he's like, oh, you and him have been fucking all over these woods. And it's like, no, but you... Said, leave it to cheaters to accuse others of cheating. So they finally call the cops. The cop lasts like two seconds outside and gets deaded the fuck up. So here's my thing with that. Pisses me the fuck off. I live down the street from a corner store. Mm-hmm. We were driving to Meyer yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there were eight cop cars there to arrest one person. How the fuck, when you hear there's a murderer on the loose, are you going to send one motherfucking cop? No backup. Yep. No other cars. That does not make any goddamn sense because that is not even a lick realistic. It's got to be that, like, like that fucking old lady earlier being like, he just wants to be left alone. It's got to be the town just trying to ignore it. Probably. Like, just a town conspiracy of like, well, just ignore him, you know. Which yeah. doesn't make any sense. He's one guy. It's, He's not. It's ridiculous. Did you see the Wrong Turn 2021 Wrong Turn remake? I don't think I did. So it... I, I love Wrong Turn. I do too. I have no idea why it has the Wrong Turn name, because it has nothing to do with inbred Campbells at all. Um, the reason it has that name is because it was made by the person who made the original. Um, but it, it's very much like a small town, um, and in a subset of this town is this, like village kind of thing of this like of these people who kind of keep to themselves they're almost like a primitive society kind of thing and some outsiders get involved with them because some tragedy happens and so it's kind of all about that but um so it kind of reminds me of that because the rest of the town around these people just kind of ignore it and they're like you know, just stay away from them. They stay away from us. Like, so mind kind of your that. business, they'll mind theirs. Yeah, and, like, you know, they come and kill people every once in a while, but it's fine. We just ignore it. And it's kind of like that. But I also hated that movie. Um, I like the Wrong Turn franchise. Me for too. what it is. It it's doesn't, also, like, it gets campier as they go. It doesn't pretend to be anything it's not. No. That first movie is just about grossing you out. That's, I mean... And it's got, um... And this, this 2021 remake was just so not... It was fine. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I just wish they had called it something else and I had gone in and just watched a normal, like, original movie mm-hmm. instead of thinking, oh, this is gonna be a wrong turn remake, and then it being not that. <laughs> I'm gonna visit that at some point. It was fine. Um... The ending, actually. The actual... The very, very end of that, I actually thoroughly enjoyed. Well, next we see our, what is the name of the guy who was like... Chewy? <laughs> Not Chewy, but uh, his best friend. Uh, Lawrence, I think. Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence is like going outside. Oh, well, sorry. Chewy broke his dad's chair. Chewy broke dad's, tr- Trent's dad's chair. Yes. And he's being a big fucking douche about it, even though he, it's fine. It was an accident. Even though, like Lawrence said, it's ugly fucking chair anyway. <laughs> So, Chewie goes to look for tools in the tool shed. I'm like, couldn't this wait till the morning? It's, like, dead of night at this point. Yes. Um, um, so, he's out there fucking around. He's drinking their log woolen, of course. I would be, Is that too. scotch? Yes. Like, a really, really expensive, he said, like, Irish. He smells like money. Yes, it is. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, sure. I'll smell that. And he's just chugging the fuck I would have done it, it, too. Just out of spite. I would have accidentally dropped a bottle, too, maybe. Just to be like, fuck you, bitch. Maybe dropped a bottle, like, in my pocket. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very, <laughs> like, very true. I'm selling. I'm selling that that three quarter bottle on the internet, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, we uh, Chewy gets his death here. He gets a 
pretty slow, kind of gruesome death because he gets the fucking screwdriver up through the chin. Oh, but gosh. he does get that funny line of, because uh, he's, like, playing with the hockey stick. He's like, are you looking for this? Because it uh, completes your outfit. That was so funny. I love stoner humor. I, I do really too. do. I thought he was the funniest part of this movie. He was, too. And I really liked Lawrence, too, because he, like, yeah. played a lot of the facts that, like, he's, like, being, like, the being black joke. Yeah. Like, he played into it. Because, like, he's like, I'm trying to start a record label. And one of the blonde girls, they both look the same to yeah. me, was like, is it rap? And he's like. Why you gotta bring race into it? Why you putting me in a box? Because I'm black, I can't like Green Day. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. What? What is it? It's rap. It's rap. <laughs> Jeff was funny out loud at that part. <laughs> I said, oh, I'll, I'll get there in a second. But he's the only one to go out and try to check on his friend. He is a true fucking friend, man. He, he brings like a walk pan and a fire poker as like his weapon. Yeah. Which like, I know that that house terrible. has guns in it. I know it does. It's yeah. full of rich. It's a rich person house. It's got a gun somewhere. But then again, Trent probably wouldn't let him have it. And Trent um, but comes yeah, downstairs he, and he's so mad that Jared. He's like, "Get the fuck out of my house!" It's like, no, there's a fucking nine foot killer outside. I'm staying in. Right. You go outside. Right. You go off. But yeah, it, Lawrence really does. He goes out for his friend. He tries to save his buddy. And I would then, do that for you, even if I just same. had a walk pan and a fire poker. I know, but then when you're running away and you have that walk pan, maybe cover your back and head. Yeah. Because, like, good. I don't know. Also, maybe weave. Like, yeah, weave yeah. back and forth. Because um, he gets fucking... Jason fucking throws that axe in his back just... I said I would not want to go against Jason in an axe throwing contest. No. This man got skill. Skill. He's good at shooting arrows. He's good at throwing axes. He's surprisingly fast. Yes. He's scary. Um. So yeah, he leaves Lawrence alive for a little while, hoping that people will come out to save him as like bait. Kind of like, and I don't know if it's a nod to or just reminded me of um the first Predator movie because they... uh. He, like, the Predator has one of their, um, guys, like, sitting in the middle of the field, and he's, like, echoing the guy's voice, so it sounds like he's calling out, but the guy's already dead, because they're oh, hoping that they yeah. will, like, come and save him, and somebody, like, uh, is like, no, it's a trap, and they shoot him, but he's already dead. Yeah. Okay. So, it reminded me of that, so I don't know if it's an homage, or, um, but there is another, uh, Friday the 13th reference around here from, I think, the fourth movie, um, cause Jared Padalecki is like standing at a window and Jason runs up and bursts through the window and like grabs him. And I think that's like the fourth one. And it's one of my favorite scares from that franchise. Cause in the, the movie that you can see it from, or the original movie it's from is, is I that, I think it's the fourth as, one. Yeah. Um, you can see him running from so far back. Mm-hmm. Like you see Jason running. You're just like, Oh God, he's getting closer. <laughs> yeah. So it's somewhere around here that that happens, but I said, is it racist to kill off the only two people of color in the entire movie? Immediately? Yeah. At least the two other douche, the couple, died first. That's true. But, That's true. um, yeah. It's, this is not a very diverse group of friends. No. The first one definitely wasn't. No. Um, but yeah, they're like, so they're finally in their, um, like, final circuit. They're running around outside. Uh, how does Trent get got? Oh fuck! I re- okay, yeah. He well, runs. He finds the street because Bree Bree gets got first, right? Yes. So yeah. Can I tell you what I would have much rather enjoyed for her death? Remind me how she died. Um, Jason snuck up on her in the bathroom. Yeah, I. She just got neck snap, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So what I would prefer, and what I, because I, I hadn't seen this movie in a while, a couple years maybe. Right. So I kind of forgot what was going to happen to her. But right before this, Trent found a gun upstairs. He went and got a gun that his father had there. Mm-hmm. He loaded it. And then all you see is Bree sneaking around really quietly. And I was like, oh my God, I want one of those deaths like in The Stranger's. Where he accidentally shoots Bree because fuck that bitch. And he does shoot her dead body later. That is true. Uh, she's That's like, true. and he like opens the door. He's like, Jason got her. It's like, yeah, well, you did shoot her corpse. I wish that it would have just been that her death though, because that would have been fucking hilarious. Hilarious. And then if Jason would have got her, got him after that, loved yes, it, it would have been that. Actually, would have been really great. I would have loved it. That's a troop in horror movies that I a trope that I love. I said a troop. Yeah, man, and what a fucking and the strangers is one of the most devastating ones. Honestly, because I actually liked that guy. Oh my god, yeah. Well, and and that actor, yeah, is not Rob McElhenney. He's the other one. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. But yeah, he's like slowly walking through, and man, yeah, that's a devastating scene in that movie. That's a devastating hole in him. Yes, right in his face. So sad. I love the second one too. Yes, I think I told you I want to cover. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, they're running around. There's, like, one part where it almost looks like a haunted house. They're running through these tunnels because they finally get Whitney. And they're, like, they come up through, like, an abandoned bus. And it literally looks like one of those haunted houses that you're, like, walking through the mazes and you walk through a bus. And, like. I was, like, what the fuck? Where did this bus come from? This is a very elaborate situation. Sorry, there's motion at my front door. I think it's my boyfriend getting home. (laughs) Um, anyway, uh. Yeah, she and this is when fucking Danielle Panabaker dies, and it's so sudden, and I like that it's very sudden, because I think it's cool, because, like, they're about to get through this tunnel, and he reaches back for Jenna, and she gets fucking gutted through the midsection with a machete, but she was supposed to survive all the way until, like, the very end, and she was gonna kind of, like, get into it with Jason to try to, like, give them time, mm-hmm. so she was gonna kind of sacrifice herself, and she was gonna get, um, killed with a fire extinguisher somehow, mm-hmm. um, but due to budget constraints and time constraints, they couldn't film the ending they wanted. What the fuck, Michael Bay? Which is fucking stupid because Jenna should have been our final girl. And 100%. the thing, it should have gotten to that point, And instead of Jenna having the final showdown, it should have been the sister that had the, Whitney that had the final showdown. Because she's been the one that's been trapped. She dies and then Jared Padalecki kills Jason. That should have been the end. Yeah. Or kills, quote, Jason. Right. Um, but yeah, so they are... Um, Running around, Jenna dies, of course. I wrote, I was very sad. Yes, uh, that is really fucking sad. Um, because he she really was like the her. only like redeeming character out yeah. of that like group of friends. Yeah, she like, I mean, like I said, we liked Chewie, but I mean, we liked Chewie and Lawrence, but they were still like kind yeah. of like dirty hornballs, too. Absolutely, you know, we were kind of made to feel for them, but like not fall in love. But with she them. like goes with Jared Padalecki to like help him look for his sister and like. Is like trying to help and like is a decent person. I mean, wouldn't you go with him? I'd go, anywhere he said, I'd go. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, in a heartbeat. But she was um, the only one of the friend group that seemed to give a shit that his sister was fucking missing. Yes, hundred percent. Um, so she uh she gets gutted, unfortunately. So they're running around. Um, her so he like has Jared Padalecki's face in this like grinder kind of thing about to kill her. And, yes, and, uh, they, Whitney takes a, um, Friday the 13th part two, um, treatment, gives him that kind of treatment, and is like, Jason, 
stop. Because in that, in the second one, she like puts on the mom's sweater. She's like, Jason, you need to stop. Because they like take on that. Because that, that typically works with Jason. I feel like in most, like if you're in this kind of movie, you got about a 50-50 shot of that working. And we said earlier, like, the reason that we he kept her alive is because she looks like his mother. Yes. And, you know, we mentioned that when they found the locket. And she, that I think she realizes that, and that's when she's like, no. And she, like, kind of gives him the, like, no. It's very, like, Stop it. barbarian, like, reverse barbarian treatment. Yes. Like, instead of me being your mother, like. Yeah. Bit, bit. Bit, bit. <laughs> One of the best movies of 2022. I don't fucking care. I wish that this had been a, and I know we have a stinger scene at the end and it wouldn't have worked for it, but he almost got the Halloween Ends Michael Myers treatment and almost gets his entire body all chopped up. I was like, why didn't they put the whole thing in the wood chipper? I know, but just the back of his head gets a little mauled. I was like, and then they stab him with a machete. And I'm like, he's not fucking dead. Say hi to mommy. In hell. In hell. (laughs) Again, not a great movie. And then for some reason... They just they take his, his body, body down. What he's hanging leave him there and leave. No, they put him in the lake for what purpose? They also didn't tie a motherfucking brick to his ankle, which I would have done. Uh huh. You're sinking. You're staying down there. Yeah, I'd have put some bricks in his coat and his pockets for sure. Me too. Yeah. He would be bricked the fuck up. On also, I wouldn't have took. I wouldn't have taken him down. I would have called the police immediately and just. Which so they can send one more squad car. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and we get our stinger scene, which again feels so in line with the rest of the franchise because they're sitting on the dock and Jason bursts up through the dock and grabs her and, you know, freeze frame and we end. But that's how almost every fucking Friday the 13th movie ends is with a jump scare like that. Some kind of dream jump scare or, you know, whether it's real or not. And yeah, so that kind of, that just felt right, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But overall, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it had a lot of um, nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Especially for a remake, they did what we... They did what they should have done with the remake. Instead of just remaking the first one with Pamela Voorhees being the killer or whatever, they took all the best parts of the first few and just made it into one movie about Jason Voorhees killing a bunch of people. Absolutely. And his kill count in this movie is 13. I love that. Isn't that great? You know, I met uh, Derek Mears at a convention, and he choked me. I have a picture. That's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of hot. He was really nice. That's nice. Um, yeah, do you have any, like, standout kills from the whole franchise that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I mean... I know we've a... mentioned a couple here and there. Yeah, of course. I mean, I feel like you have to mention the uh, flash-frozen head kill, and Jason X. It's my the liquid fucking nitrogen. favorite yes. of the whole franchise. Mine too. He smashes her face open, which they did that on um, Mythbusters. And they Mythbusted it because it wouldn't shatter like that. But I don't fucking care. I don't care. Um, Jason also wouldn't be in fucking space. No. We're not. We're not. This is not a realistic franchise. Not at all. I kind of tore apart in this Whatever. I don't fucking care. (laughs) Um, Of course, the sleeping bag kill from this movie, one of my all-time faves. I do love that one. Um, I love Kevin Bacon getting killed because that is practical effects at its finest. Tom Savini did the special effects for this, who is a wizard. Yeah. This is, uh, so he started on, like, Dawn of the Dead, and, um, which is what got him the, um, got him the uh, job for the original Friday the 13th, which is what launched his career into being, like, hands down the greatest special effects artist of all time. Absolutely. Um, 
And yeah, in that Kevin Bacon kill, he is actually under the bed with a straw blowing the, like, blood up mm-hmm. because their rig or whatever messed up. I love he's, it. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I love that scene. I mean, just because it's it's iconic. It is. Goodbye, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was the first one, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Pamela Voorhees' kill is great. I know it's not done by Jason, but... Oh, I wrote that, too. Yeah, just in general. Um, another horror movie trope that I cannot fucking stand, and I know I've talked about this before. Don't call the movie ends or blah, 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 if it's not the fucking last movie you're going to make. Oh, my God. The final, final chapter. chapter. Yeah. And then, new beginning. Jason lives. Jason. Like, there's so many fucking... Yeah. But, I really liked the scene in uh, Friday the 13th, New Beginning, which is the fifth one, where... He has this guy's, like, head tied to a tree with this, like, belt with these, like, loops on it. Yes. And he's tightening it with a branch mm-hmm. until his fucking eyes, like, concave into yes. his head. That seems fucking cool. Mm-hmm. There's that one Ted Danson-looking guy who, like, Jason just puts his hands on either side of his head and just crushes it till his eyes pop out. <laughs> um, and I really like in uh, Freddy vs. Jason... When he's on fire and he throws that flaming machete through that guy's head. I love that. That, like, party scene where he's just murdering a bunch of teenagers all at once. And the guy, like, throws his drink on him and, yes. like, tries to set him on fire. Yeah, sets him on fire. That was so fucking cool. I love a good fire stunt. And that was a great fucking fire stunt. Yeah. I also um, really loved... It's a Kelly Rowland, right? That was yes. in Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. Her scene, because she's talking shit to Freddy. She's like, I'm not scared of you. You got little balls. Jason got big balls. And then yeah. Freddy's just, like, sitting there, and he's like, dink, dink. Yep. Like, you know, because Freddy's hilarious. And she turns around, and Jason just knocks the ever-living shit out of her. And she, it's just so comical. Yep. She I, fucking flies. I love that movie, but it is also a time capsule of its time, because she is... Dropping f bombs through that whole fucking thing when she's yelling at Freddy—the wrong true. kind of f bomb. Yeah, yeah, the kind that. <laughs> and I'm like, oof, okay, that just hits like a fucking brick. And I hate how they did Catherine Isabel in that movie. She's better than that. Yeah, for sure. Her treatment in that movie. Is yeah, poor. she's amazing. She deserves better. Um, okay, I have two more I want to talk about. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, uh, Jason lives, 1986, the sixth one. The entire RV scene. Is fucking hysterical. Yes. She's, like, dying in the bathroom in this RV, and he's like, yeah, baby, you're freaky. And they're listening to Young Frankenstein. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Um, or, sorry, Teenage Frankenstein. Right, 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 right. Um, and he's just like, wow, she's freaky. What, what would she be doing in the bathroom by herself, masturbating that loud? <laughs> it was so weird. And then he comes up, obviously, and Jason kills the shit out of him. But I was like, okay... What the fuck were you thinking? Another one that's not realistic. But this one takes the fucking cake for me because it is Jason and Jason Takes Manhattan from 1989. Uh-huh. Where that dude beats the shit out of him on that rooftop. He's just like, punch, punch, oh my punch, God, punch, yes. punch. Until he's disoriented, his hands are bleeding. And he's like, hit me with your best shot. And Jason just punches his head clear the fuck off. You knocked his block off. Oh, my fucking God. Yes. Yeah, he takes the Homer Simpson approach and just lets the guy tire himself out. And then just knocked his fucking head right off of his body. I he, was living. Yeah, he uh, he pulled a shorty. Yeah. Knocked his block off. <laughs> what are you going to do? Knock my block off. Good well, fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah, so um, those are Friday the 13th thoughts. Yeah. Um, This episode will release on Friday the 13th, so fucking you're welcome. (laughs) And you're welcome for that. You can play that on repeat until you die. Yeah. So anyway, yes, um, we love you all. Uh, We are so happy for all of our listeners and um, those of you who reach out to us for requests and things like that. It means the world, truly. It really does. It makes my day every single time I see any of you um, talking about the podcast in general. Um, But yeah, so week after this, we have a very, very exciting, um, some very exciting news. We are going to be trying to um, start our YouTube channel. So hopefully the episode after this will have a video component with it. Um, Yeah. And uh, as a special treat for the video, we are going to be reviewing Megan, which everyone has been talking about. Have you seen the new trailer that's no. like more in depth? No, I it honestly actually, I've been trying not to. I didn't even mean to see it. it I've been came trying up to, on my fucking. Yeah. What did it come up on? I don't know. One of my mini streaming sites I yeah. pay for that has commercials. Right. Which, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? I could talk a whole hour about that shit. Right. Why do I pay for you if you have fucking commercials? Fuck you, Peacock. Talking to you. But anyways, I got to, I I didn't mean to see it, but I'm kind of happy that I did, and I'm not going to tell you. But it looks fucking scary. I can't wait. Like it so, looks kind of silly in the other trailers, well, but it looks really fucking scary. And you know how I feel about dolls and AI yes. and, and things of like that nature. I'm really excited. It's made by the same people who made Malignant. Oh. Which, if you go into Malignant knowing what that movie is, you're gonna have a good time. You're not supposed to like. Yes, it was made by James Wan. But it is not a Conjuring movie. You are not going in the same way. It is not trying to do the same things that the fucking Conjuring is doing. It is a giallo parody almost. Like, Malignant is over the top. And that is what I'm expecting from Megan. Just an over the top, campy. I hope there's so much not realistic. Gore. Oh my god, I can't fucking wait. So we're going to be reviewing Megan. Um, hopefully that is our first video episode. Uh, so we're so excited. Um, so we will post, when we get a YouTube channel up, we will post all of the links on the Instagram and the Twitter. So you guys can be sure to subscribe and follow and share. Speaking of, you should go and follow the Instagram and Twitter at Deepers Creepers. Um, and then of course, uh, if you have any requests or want to chat with us not on one of those sites, you can email us at deeperscreeperspod at gmail.com. Hell yeah, sounds good. But anyways, in the meantime, um, we love you all. We hope you all had a wonderful holiday season. And we hope 2023 treats you uh, great. Yeah, happy fucking new year, guys. Yeah, happy fucking new year. And uh, yeah, stay Stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye. Did you get those eyes?